From the Hagley Center for the History of Business, Technology, and Society, this is Stories from the Stacks. Uh, my name is Jennifer Kaufman Bueller. I am um, a new assistant professor of design history at Purdue University starting this fall. So my research is about the history of the open plan office, which is a type of office planning that emerged in the late 1960s and came to dominate American office design through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Really from the post-war period uh, all the way back even to the late 19th century, what we usually call a conventional office plan, private offices for managers, executives, and so forth and bullpens, open spaces uh, with workers seated in desks, usually arranged in rows, these, these kind of what we call bullpens. And around the 1960s, there were kind of some new ideas about management that began to sort of inform the way that people were thinking about office space, specifically the idea that people want to collaborate. So there was this motivation to eliminate the walls and arrange people based on communication. So the open plan was this new kind of office design that sought to reimagine office space to support the, the goals of collaboration, a flexible office space that could change at a moment's notice so that's really where the open plan came in. And over the, the course of the 1970s, the open plan went from this very, very radical idea associated with this kind of very progressive way of thinking about offices and office work to an easy way to reduce the cost of space by squeezing more people into less space. So that's, that's sort of where my work comes in, is this idea of the evolution of the open plan from this very, very progressive, exciting idea that was going to radically change office work to a symbol of, you know, Dilbertville and the cubicle and office space and, and so on. So how did that happen? I and mean, that's really where my research is. So I've been really excited uh, to be here because Hadley has an amazing collection of trade catalogs for systems furniture manufacturers. And what's really wonderful about the Hagley collection is that it's um, kind of idiosyncratic. It has not a complete run of any one, any one line. Uh, Kimball and Kruger and, of course, Knoll and Westinghouse. Um, and even some of the smaller, lesser-known manufacturers that were making office furniture for kind of the, the mid-size or small offices. So I'm really interested in looking at the ways in which the kind of um, the range of office furniture manufacturers were, were thinking about systems furniture, marketing systems furniture, presenting systems furniture, um, and really looking at trade trade these trade catalogs as a way of understanding how how these systems furniture manufacturers were trying to navigate the tension between those high-minded ideals of architects and designers and, and really speaking to architects and designers. It's just been so, so much fun to be just immersed in my research in this beautiful place. So it's really, really so much fun to be in this, this location and to have this time and this space to really focus on my research without distraction. Wonderfully indulgent experience, which you wouldn't normally think of research as being indulgent, but it does. It feels incredibly luxurious to just spend this, this week in this, in this intellectual world of my research and being able to look at all these materials. I really feel very lucky to have gotten this opportunity to come and I'm hoping I'll get to come back because um, I think there's more to see. To learn more about the Hagley Museum and Library and to listen to more stories from the stacks, please visit us online at hagley.org. That's H-A-G-L-E-Y dot O-R-G.